Welcome to the Property Wealth and Business Podcast, discussing the mindset for success, how to build wealth and create your own economy. Hosted by portfolio millionaire, property entrepreneur and mentor, Daniel Moses. On this interview, I had the opportunity of interviewing Debbie Bryant, a business owner, a coach, a mentor who helps other individuals generate cash flow month in month out using social media and using social media storytelling. Debbie Bryant, over the last lockdown, has been able to help business individuals raise and generate over £10,000 monthly cash flow using their storytelling in generating sales. On this interview, I had the opportunity of discussing with Debbie her money mindset, her mindset around money, how important it is to save money or to invest money, and also talking about our societal impact on our financial habits. And I really hope you guys are going to enjoy the interview. Welcome, 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 Debbie. How are you, Debbie? How are you doing today? I am doing really well, actually. I've had a fantastic week, had a um, yeah, really busy week, lots of meetings and, and lots of things going on. So how about yourself? Not not bad at all. It's been it's, it's been a very productive week as usual, you know, and uh, feeling excited for the month of April. Fingers crossed things are starting to loosen up a little bit. So I just really can't wait to, to get back to the normal life event where we can actually engage. That would be so nice on that. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, 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 it's so, so nice. Closer and closer and closer. And again, the weather is going to start being nice as well. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, this is going to sound really weird, but I feel like a bear coming out of hibernation. You know, like you're just waking up and everything's all, everything's just kind of opening back up at the same time as us. So I'm hoping not to be put back into hibernation. But yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of activity and a lot of optimism at the moment. And it's it's, it's a really good time to, to be in business, I think. Uh, this show is to inspire, to motivate and educate, you know, those in our group or those of my followers or your followers, whatever the case might be. You know, just to, you know, just to show ordinary people transitioning to become extraordinary people, you know, their mindset around money, they are, you know, the mindset of how to keep money and how to, 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 to uh, increase money, especially. So for those who don't know Debbie, um, Debbie, if you don't mind, just quickly, you know, just take the first two minutes just to kind of. Yeah. So my name is Debbie Bryan and I am a business coach. I help coaches, consultants and service-based entrepreneurs um, to increase their leads. So um, prior to the lockdown, I had a marketing agency for six years and unfortunately a lot of my contracts were events. So um, we got to the beginning of lockdown last year and we had to pivot a little bit and what I discovered from that is that um, there was lots of different ways that we were not utilizing to get leads. And so I teach business owners how to get more leads, even if they don't have a huge audience. So I don't I, I, I go for coaches, consultants and service based business because they've got a service to offer um, more so than e-commerce, because that's where my speciality is. OK, wow. So you have coaches, you know, to 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 increase their brand and you you have coaches, you know, have because I know you personally as well. So mm-hmm. this guys, so I know a lot of things that Debbie does. I know you also help coaches, your business owners get comfortable in front of camera to, to have a, a very, yeah. 
Wow. So I, I've developed, so over the last year, I've developed a, a, a program that's called the Leeds Method, the Leeds Mastery Method, I will say it the wrong way around. And that is about different ways that you can get leads. So it's not just about social media. We obviously cover social media, but it's, you know, on social media, it's about video. So I did a, a challenge in January, like a 21 day challenge. I never thought anybody gets to the 21 days, actually. I thought they'd all give up at five days. But troopers that they were, they were with me 21 days later. And what I found was like, was so inspirational. Not only did it keep me accountable all the way through January to have to be posted only Monday to Friday, um, <laughs> but they posted all the way through and people were absolutely horrendous on video. I had one, one lady, um, Tiller, who we also know, she couldn't even remember her name. You know, as soon as the camera came on, she was like, Debbie, I can't even remember my name, let alone what I'm meant to say. And by the end of it, and actually this week I've seen her do some videos, by the end of it, she was like a TV presenter. The confidence and... I like with video if you if you've got a strategy and you've got a structure to the video then actually it's much easier than you think you know it's it's when you get on there and you try to do a video and you don't know what you're going to say and you've not got your message that you just ramble and then you feel an idiot and then you feel like no one's talking to you having said that if you'd asked me to do a video this time last year I would have shot you um (laughs) literally was point blank no not doing a video so I had to go through that process myself but I took like 20, 20, 30 people in my group earlier in the year through that. And so um, it was really powerful. Yeah, everybody, everybody loved it. And at the end of it, they were just like, it was incredible for them because their confidence was just huge. And obviously it's so much easier to get your message across when you're on video. And an interesting statistic is that, not big one for numbers, but by 2022, 89% of all internet traffic will be video, not just like social media, literally all internet traffic will be video in two years' time. So if you can't get on a video, then you might as well be quiet because no one's going to be reading a post. Yeah, true. I totally agree with you. Even these days, uh, podcasts is really becoming a big thing. Mm. Audio, audiobooks is becoming a really big thing. You know, way back, I, I, for me personally, I don't read blog posts on social media. No. I can listen to a quick video or I can probably listen to a quick audio message rather than actually trying to read you know, because something yeah, I listen to a podcast in the car. Yeah, because you can so, consume it on the go. Yeah, you know? if I'm in the car, I will literally line up podcasts to listen to. If I'm driving, you know, if I'm driving over to Essex, I'm West Country. If I'm driving somewhere, I, that's the time I would listen to somebody's uh, webinar or I'd listen to somebody else's because we're so busy and uh, you know there's so much going on that actually, and and you can say so much more in a video or webinar or something audio than you would do if it's written like if we wrote this hardly anybody would would, would read it great great that brings me to my next question you know debbie like i was obviously we we had a chat a couple of months back i remember about four or five or six months ago we had a quick chat you know and obviously just going through your bio and you know just being a place where you currently now have a business that generates at least over ten thousand pounds of revenue every single month you know um today's show is all about money you know and the perspective about money and you have been able to create a business just by helping people get good at videos you know generate leads you know, you know, through their business and that generates you over 10,000 pounds a month. And not just that alone, you know, you also help people build confidence. So my question to you is, you know, from your background and what you do for a living and how you help entrepreneurs get better and all, you know, having all these better qualities, what does money really mean to you? What is your definition of money? 
So I just I see money as um, as a tool, really. I just see money as a tool to live the life that I want and to be able to give my family um, and my children the life that they want. So I just see it as a as a means to an end. Like, don't get me wrong. If I was that guy who inherited that two hundred million, you'd be talking to me from the beach. Um, <laughs> not from sunny Swindon but I, I just I see it as a as a tool that you need to use to be able to get to the things that you desire if you have to invest it if you have to you know if you want a retail business I, I had a hair salon I borrowed money to open the hair salon to be able to get the kit to get what I need to do so you know that was my dream at the time that I wanted to do after that I broke my leg so kind of that career ended a little bit faster than it should have done but I just see it as a way to to, to grow yourself and to grow your business and I think you know a lots of businesses one of the reasons that I started teaching people how to get their own leads is so many people were relying on um this is going to sound awful actually but were relying on social media or marketing agencies and didn't know how to do it themselves and so if you don't understand what somebody's doing for you if you don't want to do it yourself um, and you're paying someone else to do it. If you don't have an understanding what they're doing, then chances are you're not going to get the results that you want. So the reason I started doing the, the leads mastery was I saw so many people that didn't know how to grow their businesses and didn't know how to get more income into their businesses. And I'm a real results person, to be honest. I get a buzz out of someone else getting results as much as I get a buzz out of me doing results. And I guess I also am very much accountability. I'm known as a person that pushes them off the edge. So if they don't want to do the video, <laughs> do the video as such. But in terms of money, I just see it as a tool to actually, you know, a ticket really is a passport to my future. Yeah, I mean, uh, re recently, our, our, our Property Wealth Education, a company that we run to help people on, around mindsets, around property investing, around, around you, know, a, a, you know, a normal person, you know, growing into, you know, this sort of, you know, creating a lifestyle in mm -hmm. themselves to kind of have a, you know, an income in property. But obviously, the mindset is quite important for you to attract and, you know, create all of this, you know, and most of the women that has been coming through to our training program, one of the things I find out around them is that, you know, um, I, when we have a conversation is always, oh, the reason why I really want to do this is for my family. But when it comes to commitment, you know, then they, they can't really commit and they probably need to go back to the other half to make that decision for them. And sometimes they feel, like, oh, because I'm a woman, actually one of my students actually said, Oh, I think the property industry is not for, it's, I think it's really a man's game, or I think a business is actually a man's game. So, you know, talking about money and, you know, and obviously, you know, being a female, how would you interpret or how would you fully explain or to encourage any woman, any lady, any, any young woman or woman, you know, listening to you right now? How would you, you know, probably definite? De I have a different money. mindset. I wouldn't let, I wouldn't let being a woman hold me back. Um, I feel like, to be honest, like, we've got the upper hand, if anything, because for for a woman, you have got a little bit. Like, someone's going to go, "This is really sexist," but it's not. Women tend to be a little bit more charming. They tend to be a little bit more. Let's work out how this is. You know, I'm a mum. I've had three children. Um, I've got a grandchild. I've run businesses. I've I've run hair salons. I've run photo. I at one point I took on a seven thousand square foot spa with ten treatment rooms, a photography studio, um, a jacuzzi, a mudrussel, 
Um, it was one of the worst decisions I ever made. However, my landlord was not the type of person that thought a woman should be in business and would actually deal with um, one of my business partners rather than myself. So I would always book a meeting with him and I wouldn't have the other person there. So he had to talk to me as such because I wouldn't let somebody else have that, that decision for me and for my and for my children, I want them to be able to see that anybody can do anything as long as they've got the drive and they've got the passion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter any different of like who you are. Absolutely it's just agree. about if you go and get the knowledge. So somebody came into your program, your program's fantastic. I've seen other property programs and yours is like five star. And I'm not just saying that, but come into your program because you literally hold the time. Just put a plug in there. I genuinely always admired your program for like as long as I've known you because you go that bit further. You don't just give somebody a piece of paper and say, this is what you do, go out and do it. So it might be, it doesn't make any difference if you're, if, to me, it just doesn't make any difference if you're a man or a woman. It's about having that confidence and having some courage. Um, and yes, you know, I had three kids under six at the first time I went self-employed. I must have been off my head to even have three children under six. But it just made me work harder. But great. I come from a very, very working, work ethic background. Great, great. I mean, I, I've always had this, you know, belief, very strong belief about, you know, that women are even better managers. You know, I believe women are, you know, just the same because I love my mom so much. So and my mom did everything she had to do to, to make me the man that I am today. So I, I do believe that actually women are actually better entrepreneurs than men because sometimes... Yes, when it comes to risk, sometimes, you know, maybe, you know, some people might say, oh, men, make, men take many risks easier than women. But I do believe that women take more calculated risk and the risk does end up paying off because of that, That you know, a woman is a home. They, they, maybe it comes down to support. Maybe it comes down to traditionally there's always been a fairly supportive wife or girlfriend or something, almost like I call it a politician's wife, so that person behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's the traditional picture is that that's what you've seen is that this person is plugging away at home really quietly, the president's wife, the, the prime minister's wife. And so it, some, for some people it might be harder to flip that switch and say, you know, say have the support to come from their partner, but it may be just because they're not actually selling their dream to their partner. You know, I the first time I took a risk and invested ten thousand pounds, it actually was my husband's money. Um, it was a, a PPI refund, and yeah. I said to him, you know, why are you letting me do this? And um, and I'll never forget. It, he said because it will kill you if you don't do it, and I'll kill you if it doesn't work. So, you know, I had a lot of motivation in there at that stage. And that was a £10,000 investment. And that's what led to that big spa, the £7,000 million spa. Um, but, yeah, that's what he said to me. He said, that I literally know that it will kill you if you don't do it. But if it doesn't work, then I'll kill you because you just spent my money. Great. So, so. <laughs> Fantastic. What a great answer. I'm actually enjoying this. Like, to be honest, I think you're the very first uh, female I'm actually introduced, you know, interview on the property. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. If I'm correct. Yes. I think, yes, you are the very first lady. So Debbie, this kind of brings me to my next question. My next question is that, you know, how important, you know, because a lot of women are very good in savings, but how important is it for women to save or rather invest? So what would, what would you say would be the switch? I think, it, I think it's kind of, it, it's about how it's working for you. So, you know, if somebody's sitting there and they've got, massive amount of savings and it's not actually working for them for example you know if you've got a mortgage 
and you haven't paid your mortgage off with your with your savings, then you're actually losing money because your savings are earning less than you're being charged on your mortgage. So, you know, if you look at look at that point of view, but then it's about how is that money actually working for you? Is it just sitting in the bank? Is it sitting um, and doing nothing? And are you are you not? looking at ways that you can make that work I guess it's it comes down to risk where people think that actually you're going to take a risk if you're investing something and not but that's mainly if you haven't done your research and you don't know what it is that you're investing in so if you look at something like a, a get rich quick scheme you know they there is no get rich quick scheme that tends to be the one where you lose your money the get rich slow scheme or the get rich and learn and grow and invest in yourself and and invest in your education the best thing that I ever did was invest in my own education you know it took me a long time I was a DIY person I thought I could just go on the internet and do it all myself and I didn't need any help I was like I'm a gal I don't need any help and that was probably the worst thing I ever did so myself and Debbie would currently be mentored by the amazing Adam Stort, uh, who's a multimillionaire. He's done over uh, 60 million pounds in sales uh, from social media. And I met Debbie uh, at actually the inception of my property journey. And uh, yeah, so in terms of self-development, so you, you invest a lot in your, in your personal and your Absolutely. business development. How important is it for women to really invest in their personal development, having mentors and coaches to, to help them in any in anything in life? So I met Adam, so I have a bit of a story. I met Adam and I had some training with him and he said, don't do this, but do this. And I went away and didn't do what he told me to do. Okay, something really se- a sexy offer came up and I was like, oh, shiny penny, let me go and do this offer. A year later, I go back to Adam with my tail between my legs and he's like, how's things going? And I said, he was right and I was wrong and he's like fuck let's start again that year in between I'd had six months that were great and six months that were terrible six months where you know something that was like help somebody with their business that was absolutely amazing was going to go great and then they just said oh do you know what I've made enough money now I'm going I was left without anything I was looking off to somebody else's business and I vowed never to be in that position where somebody else had that power to be able to take my business away overnight and have that decision. So of course I then went on to the internet and I looked at the rich dad and I looked at let's buy a book and put that on Amazon and let's do this and let's do and and I was like oh my goodness my mind is blown um and I just thought you know what my coach is the only person who have told me the truth and I went back to him and then since then oh my god everything's just so much easier. But the main reason I went off track a little bit the main reason is that I went back to a coach was I I kind of looked at it and just thought everything that I've ever achieved in my life, someone's helped me with. So I wanted to learn to drive. I got a driving instructor. When I wanted to do the, the, the moonwalk, 26 miles walking around the streets of London after having a knee replacement, I hired a personal trainer and a physio. You know, if I wanted to do something in the gym, I would hire somebody to help me. So why on earth for my business was I busying around on YouTube and on the internet? It just made no sense. And when I realized that all the things I succeeded and I wanted to do, I'd done because somebody else knew what to do and told me what to do, then it was really, it was just like, why didn't I realize this sooner? And so then I got myself a coach, Adam, and a mentor, and I sat and I learned and I've worked with him and I've trained with him. I was at an event where you came along, first of all, where you first met Adam and so I did three-day events where I was training hundreds and hundreds of business owners how to do the social media strategy and that's where I kind of suddenly realized like the penny dropped then really I was a bit like a bit like those ladies that you're talking about I was like I'm just Debbie from Swindon 
who's going to listen to me? What have I got to bring to the table? Because you get so used to being a mum and being, you know, when you're a mum, you lose your name. You're like Chandler's mum or Ellis's mum, or you don't even have your name anymore. You just become some third party. And so he brought me out of my shell. He got me up speaking. I think last year I spoke in front of 400 people in Leeds. Um, just gave me the microphone and told me to get up and do that. The first time he asked me to get up and speak, I said, no, like a flat, no, no chance, not happening, not going. And then there I am four months later, stood in front of 400 people. So investing in yourself and in your development, whatever it is that you want to do. So if you want to go into property, then go and get Dan to help you because he's already done the hard bits. He's going to tell you the easy bits. And so the journey becomes so much shorter, like nobody would... If you wanted to learn to drive, you're not going to go and watch somebody learn to drive on YouTube and then that be the quickest way that you're going to do it. You've got to go and book a driving instructor who knows how to teach people and then you're going to learn to drive. So it took a while for the penny to drop. But that is for me, it was was the bit where I was just like, this is fantastic. It's so it just makes life so much easier to have some like, you know, if I wanted property, I would come to you and say, right, Dan, come on then. Take me walking around the street. Show me what to do. Show me the strategy. Like I know the rent to rent plan and I know the other stuff. And I tried it previously and it didn't work because I didn't have somebody who was going to go like as, as, as fully as you do. Somebody who said, here's a half a day. Now go out and talk to landlords. And as we know, that doesn't actually work. You need a little bit more than just going and pinging a few emails. So in terms of investing, when I say invest in, I say go and invest in stocks and shares that you don't understand. That's one thing. But to invest in yourself, use your savings to invest in yourself, and that money is going to grow. I have threefold back what I've spent. So, Debbie, how important is it for women to really, you know, get into this sort of mindset of creating financial freedom for themselves? Do you know, I was speaking to um, one of my clients, actually, um, does finances for women, and she gave me a shocking figure. At least 69% of women at some point will be in poverty because women tend to live longer than men. And most women tend to hand all their finances and their the, the money to the man, to the husband. So you imagine for somebody who's been in a long-term relationship, the husband passes away or they get divorced and you know they're left not knowing where where the money is doesn't know what's happening they actually don't know what to do there actually is you know 69 percent of women that will that this will happen to that's not that's not a small figure that will happen to that sometimes they will be in financial poverty because they haven't had control of their own finances that's how important it is that you have an understanding of your finance that you have independence you know, I have, I'm in a relationship. I've been, been married for a long time, but I make my own money and I have my own independence. And so if I was put into that situation, then I would know what to do. I look at my my mum and she's never even put petrol in her car. My dad has put petrol in her car. So she used to go somewhere and suddenly run out of petrol. She'd have to go and ask somebody. She's 73 years old. She's never put petrol in her car. I guess I'm probably the anti my mum, Serge, and maybe that, that comes from my mum. I can't be that person who yeah. waits on my dad hand and foot. But, you know, it's like there's lots of us now. I mean, I'm in my 50s, so any time in the next 20 years, if I'd left my financial future down to somebody else, I could be left vulnerable and not know how to, how to earn money, how to bring money in, how to pay my bills, uh, what money we've got, you know, Lots, not very many relationships last. You know, lots of couples get divorced, you know, up for whichever reason or they split up. So imagine if, you know, something did happen to your relationship and you have got no financial knowledge 
of what's happening in, in your life, you've got to start from scratch. So like for, for women, that's a fact, you know, that is a fact that that is actually happening right now um, in the UK, in the US, in Canada, in Australia, probably in Europe as well. So if you if you don't have an understanding and awareness, how are you going to look after yourself? You could still be left with a young family. I mean, I've read um, I read today, actually, somebody who had um, had a partner that she got divorced and they'd gone from having the nannies, the dog walkers, the cars, the holidays in the Caribbean, beautiful house to living in a rented house that she couldn't pay the rent on because he the, the relationship fractured and she actually had to live from her church and from food stamps to be able to feed her children and pay her rent. And she'd gone from the top to the bottom because she doesn't have a clue what was going on. You know, it's not just for women. If it, you know, it, it, everybody needs to have an understanding of what, what you're going to do. But especially for women, you, you, you know, that's a massive percentage. Three quarters of women are going to be in that position. That, that is that is huge. I mean, just bringing me to my next question, Debbie. So, how can how can a woman use this as a strong willpower to actually not creating a financial future for themselves? They need to have a look at their skill set. So have a look at the scale. So, I mean, your your rent to rent is very little money down. So it's not about having masses and masses of saving deposits and, you know, and getting yourself. And that brings in a good income. And, and I think women make really good landlords. I've got friends that are in the property industry and they, you know, they have a great life and they good at kind of designing and putting the nice touches into a house. And this can sound really sexist, I know. Yeah. Um, but the women sometimes do put the nicer touches into a house and have a way of dealing with um, tenants that sometimes is a little bit less abrasive than a guy can be. And yeah. so you tend to head off the problems. Uh, one of my other clients is insecurity. And we actually having this conversation about events is that if you actually had a woman that came in and there was a rowdy group of guys that say Wembley at the, the Euros, which we've just got a contract for them for, they'd rather put a woman's security officer in front of the group of guys than they would a male because they feel that that can be diffused. So it's really, you know, the skill sets for, for women are different. It's, it's not, not isolated. You don't want to come across as a, as a dinosaur, but there are different skill sets. So I just think for, you know, if you're a woman and you're looking for what to do in your role and you're looking to, to get some independence and financial independence and make something to Look after your family, how you want to do it, the holidays that you want to have, the car that you want to be able to drive, you know, the things that you want to pay for your child to go through school. I'm paying for my son to go through universities. Older, he wanted to go back to university. I'm funding his his life at the moment because he wanted to do motorsports engineering. And that's his dream. And that's I'm lucky enough to be in a position to be able to do that because long term that, that will really help, really help him. So, you know, the best thing to do is go and find somebody who's doing what you want to do and learn from that. Yep, that's the way to do it. Find someone that's already doing what you're doing and get them to help you to do it. So that brings me to my next question, Debbie. You know, as a woman, you know, as a woman, how should you classify good depth and then bad depth? What is your definition of a, of a bad depth and what is the definition of a good um, So my definition of a bad debt would be a credit card that's maxed out on handbags and shoes. Um, definition of a good debt would be where you've taken that money and invested it into something that's going to grow you. So, for example, when I wanted to open a hair salon, I don't have the cash, so I want to borrow money to be able to kit the salon out. And, uh, you know, we didn't go crazy and, and do this stuff. But I think in then that was probably, I don't know, actually, 15, 16 years ago, we borrowed 15,000, kitted the salon out. It was, a, it was from a standing stuff. I've done it cheaper than that since, but I've gone into debt for that. I took a loan out 
for for that reason to be able to open up my business because that was a dream that I had that I wanted to to go so you know if I, if I had to now so um, if I wanted to to learn something so if there was another skill that I needed right now and I needed to put it on a credit card or go and get a loan or look at funding from the government or something like that that I would consider to be good debt to be honest because it's going to make me some money you know you you tend to go if you're investing on something and they give you like two or three times the return so a handbag and a pair of shoes are never going to give me the return that I want and I'm not particularly materialistic like that anyway but if I was to invest in a coaching program for somebody to, for example, teach me how to get better on webinars um, or somebody to so that I can reach more people, tell more people about my product. So if I can invest some money to get better on a webinar and I can get 100 or 200 people onto a webinar that I can talk to, then I'm going to get a return because I'm going to talk to 100 or 200 people that are interested in me because I'm going to tell them what the webinar is about. And, and then I'm going to be able to help more people and sell more programs. So that's good there because I can pay that off with what I'm earning. Bad there is if you you know, you're going to get something that isn't an asset. Like I'm an asset. I would consider myself an asset. If you went into debt to buy a house, that's an asset. If it's returning you money, if it's a, if it's just something that's just eating money, then that's bad debt. That's what I would consider it. Absolutely agree with you. I, I totally agree with that because when it, sometimes, you know, you do have some sort of ladies that would invest in a Louis Vuitton bag for £3,000 and would never invest on personal development. Exactly. or would never think about getting started in a business that can actually afford them the Louis Vuitton bag. You know, um, I remember, you know, in the whole process of me trying to create my wealth and build my wealth, obviously in 2015, I had a big business way back in Africa. And I remember in 2007, in 2019, uh, when I told my wife, we've built a, you know, very good rent to rent portfolio. And I said to my wife, I said, can we, we can, you know, can you support me to move out of our current family home and convert that family home into an investment property? And I said to her, you know, uh, just support me do this. And obviously, once this, all these things works, you know, we can create the life of our dream and, and stuff like without a word of a doubt. She said, well, you know, it was quite of a shock. But mm. eventually she, she, she got, she got the message and then she supported me through and, uh, and now she can actually buy wherever she likes. She drives a good car. You know, she lives in a good house. She's, she's living the life of her dream now, but mm. sometimes you could have some women sometimes that will say, Oh, you know, that can happen. This is our family home. You can't leverage on the family home to create a wealth that you're looking to create in your perspective. You know, how would you want to encourage, you know, you know, a woman to kind of give the sort of support, you know, to help their husbands or to help themselves to, you know, to creating that sort of, you know, a good debt instead of actually going on holiday. Because my wife could have actually told me, you know, to let's shoot off to, to Tenerife, let's go to this holiday in Dubai, let's go there, let's go here, because we're making a lot of money now, you know, but she's giving me that support and say, you know what, actually, let's cancel holiday for the next three years. We're not going on holiday. I, I, you know, it goes both ways. It, I've obviously had to sell my dream to my husband when I've asked him to to let me take his money, his PBI money, and invest that. In fact, in that time, I was investing that because we were still in the beauty salon. I was investing that in a fat freezing machine. Nobody knew what fat freezing was then. 
or you know non-surgical liposuction I was like look this machine we're going to have this and you know people are going to want to have who doesn't want to have their fat frozen who doesn't want to you know lose weight just lead on the bed without even people doing it and so you know I just I sold my dream to him so I guess it for anybody who's struggling to um to sell their dream to their partner then they either don't have the conviction themselves and they're not getting their message across or they're not listening to what is worrying the other person so you know for for some people they might go oh well you know what's going to go wrong they're looking at the risk so you know there's different personality styles some people are just going to jump straight in and they're in you know you've got a freezing cold pool there's people that are just going to go I'm just going in and I'm done there's someone who's going to go up to their knees and then they're going to go up to the tummy and then they're going to go and they're, they're going to slowly slowly by bit by bit go in so everyone's got a different personality and you you do have to respect your partner's personality and their fears but you have to kind of explain those fears you have to recognize and say okay so you're worried that we will lose everything this is a situation let me break it down and, and um this is actually what adam's saying and we tend to go okay what's the absolute worst thing that could happen you lose the house okay what's the best thing that could happen you're millionaires what's the most likely thing that's going to happen is that it's going to work and we're going to have to go do a few little sacrifices but actually i've already thought all this out and i've answered all your questions and it's going to work and if you can have that type of conversation with somebody it's very much more respectful than just going oh you've just been awkward and big-headed because their fears are real they just don't you know you've probably um you're 10 paces ahead so, you know if, if I'm trying to do something for my husband I've already gone through all the questions that he's got yeah. do you know what I mean I'm already over here and then he's coming in the room and I'm like guess what we're doing this and he's like what are we doing why are we doing this what's happening and I'm like Okay, I need to backtrack because, you know, you get so excited about what it is that you're going to do. You almost bulldoze somebody. And then if, you know, if they've got fears, but you try to, to push something on somebody, then they're going to get their back up and all of a sudden you're, you're at a standoff. So it's about how you put your message across. It's about having some respect of the other person enough to be able to say, okay, I understand your fears. Let me try and explain where I've covered that and what my worst case scenario is what the best case scenario is and the most likely scenario is the one that really happens isn't it most yeah. likely scenario is that now you're living in the nice house she's had to go about some holidays but so all of us have to go about holidays realistically yeah. so you had a better foresight than the rest of us I guess yeah. um but yeah it's, it's it's a communication you know in anything you, your message of how you get your message across to other people in business is you know if you can't do anything if you can't sell what it is that you want to do to other people and one of the things that we do in in the coaching is literally drill down who your customer is to the point where I could tell you like you know what they have for dinner how they sleep what car they drive where they go that person and then I talk to that person and so if it's your partner then you already know that person and you have to understand like how that how they learn how they understand stuff and how they process stuff so Debbie, how important it is to kind of, um, you know, have the same sort of perspective and creating same synergy around wealth creation in the family. So for example, you, you know, we, we've been talking about your husband, I've been talking about my wife, we're talking about people. How important is it to have this sort of mindset that leads to this explosion of wealth creation? How, 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 how important is it for, for a female to, to be able to 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 to, to oh to you know you have to have a dream you have to have a dream like every time I think I've got somewhere in my dream I when I get there I'm like well that wasn't big enough so then I have to have a bigger dream but I, it's important I keep everybody else with me otherwise I'm running off in the distance and everyone asks like what is she doing now I don't know what she's doing type thing so I think 
you know, mindset is everything about believing that you can do what you want to do. But it's really nice to have a support network with you. It's nice to have, you know, who wants to fight against everybody and, and prove them wrong? That's exhausting. And ultimately, you're taking all your energy out of your business and using yeah. it badly somewhere else. So, you know, you just have to make the other people feel safe that you, you know, that you've got their fears and you've got their, their back. So your mindset needs to be strong enough. Your why needs to be strong enough for yeah. you to say, you know, every business has a problem. Every day has a problem. Um, you know, this week I had, had the, the bizarrest day ever to be honest. I had my webinar on Wednesday. And as I was looking after my uh, granddaughter Wednesday afternoon, I was coming back to do my webinar. I had 200 people register on the webinar, all strangers. My mum went missing. So she's meant to do a 10-minute journey. And we found her in Slough. She's 73 years old. She's never driven on the motorway. She uh, she drove for five hours on the motorway. She got lost. I don't even ask me how. She managed to get lost and be driving mm-hmm. up and down the motorway in a little Suzuki Swift for five hours. Now, when we found her, the police went to go and get her and everything was fine. But that was at 20 past five that they found her. Got a webinar at half past six. So what most people do, so you've got a webinar at half past six, your mum's been dis- missing for five hours. You've had to report her as a missing person. My phone's off the hook with my brothers, my sisters all going, oh my God, what happened? What happened? What did I do? I handed my granddaughter over to my husband who'd come to, to look after her so I could go home. And I come home and did my webinar. Wow. And I did my webinar for an hour because I knew that the police were going to get her. I couldn't do anything. So I had wow. to come home, take off the, that head, put my wow. other head back on and I did my webinar. And then as I finished my webinar, the police rang and said, we just dropped her off at home. She was like, by that time, exhausted, didn't want to talk to anyone anyway. And so wow. I did a webinar out of the 200, 100, like 70 people turned up. And they probably would never have known that I had other things going on that day. Because that's life. That's business. You know, that's how it is. That's my mindset. My mindset is the show must go on. You know, I've committed to those people that I was going to be there and doing a webinar at 630. So I was there doing a webinar at 630. So I'm not sure if they had a founder by that stage, what I was going to do, but it was, yeah. So, you know, sometimes you have to manage a family, you know, you have to manage a family at the same time as you're doing everything else. And, you know, what I do, I do for my family. I do, you know, so that we can have a nice life. I'm sitting here in a summer house that we've built last year so that I can have a nice office and we've got somewhere that we can invite people around for drinks and stuff. They did that for me. You know, they, they come out here in the all summer and built it for me. So I have to be able to give back to them. But in terms of, you know, mindset, my mindset was, this is what I have said I'm going to do. I can't message 200 people and say, sorry, can't make it. Like that's, to me, that's just not something that happens. So I did it. You know, I like to talk about mindsets around borrowing money to invest. Mm-hmm. You know, so as a woman, you know, what is your risk appetite around, you know, borrowing money to invest? For example, taking on a credit card to investing on your development or a business transaction. What would you, you know, what is your risk appetite and how would you encourage women listening right now? I think, um, like, to be honest, it's, 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 it's a funny, it's a, it's a double-sided edge. So when it was something that was static, so when I wanted to borrow that money for the hair salon, it was just like, let's go to the bank and borrow it. There was no if or but. When it came to my own personal development, actually really me as opposed to a a, a concept, initially I found it harder because it was about it was about my belief in me. So was, you know, if I take that risk, am I worth it and am I going to be able to get that return? So, you know, that's that's one of the things where 
if you if you don't have your why, if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, and if you're not passionate about what it is that you're doing, you may well struggle with it. But now I'm very much, um, you know, I invest money to, I invest money to do things that I want to do. So if I want to learn how to do a webinar, and there's a coach out there who is killing it on the webinars, um, then I'm going to go and pay the money because I go, that's what they're doing. I just need to do what they're doing, and I'll get the return that they're doing. And that's that's what happened for me for the webinars was I was like, okay, I've seen other people doing it. This is what we need to do. I need to up my game in that area. The days of me spending hours going around the internet trying to work out for myself, I would never, never go back to that because. I spent a year going nowhere. So you know, like on that Radio 2 thing where they go one year out, in my head I've got that all the time, is that had I not just listened and taken the advice that I was given a year before, where would I be? You know, I'd be on 20 grand a month months. Yeah. I would be to like doing the 10 grand a month, I'd be on 20 grand or 25 grand a month because my leaps are so big. You know, they've gone from right back, you know, a year, uh, a year and a week ago, I went from having a marketing business that you know I spent over 250,000 on Facebook I had some great contracts I had menopause treats I looked after hotels I looked after spas I looked after um, festivals I did all the promotion for those as well as doing some coaching for people and that was gone overnight so I could very easily have said okay got a bounce back loan I can just sit and bike ride and barbecue like my friends were doing all through the summer and I didn't I just thought okay what else can I do for my clients so I set up last year for Adam and for a couple of other clients actually but for our coach Adam I set up a virtual call center where we dialed out all 400,000 people of his database to get them onto webinars I organized a team both here and overseas it took me gave me two weeks to set up a, a virtual call center with a dialer and with a database and a full team within two weeks I had that set up and ready to go for him and then I did it for three or four other clients because that was what was working when we first went into the COVID and then from there people started saying to me we don't have a budget for the social media but we really need to know how to do it effectively so then I started telling people so you know from a point of view of mindset I literally could have sat around all, all, all summer and just thought well I'll just wait until everything comes back to normal we no one ever expected it to be as long as it is now obviously you know I could have said I'll wait three months or I'll wait four months but it's just not in my nature to sit still and I feel if I'm not earning money then I'm I'm wasting money yeah. um, because I could be bringing money into the business or, or growing the business so my mindset around money is very strong in that I I love making money like I love sales I love getting great results and stuff for other people so I think for anyone who's got a passion for something that they're doing go and find somebody who can help you invest that money because as long as you're investing it in somebody that you know love and trust is doing it and they're doing it you know they're looking I see you on on Facebook I can see your house I can see the buildings that you're doing you know follow somebody on that I went to Adam because he'd been very very honest with me and you know, I've looked at some of the other coaches and stuff like that. And it's if they've got my back. So if the person I'm investing in, say, for example, I was borrowing money and I'm investing in a program that's going to help me to get a rent to rent portfolio. And I'm talking to you and I know that you've got my back. Then I'm going to go and borrow the money from anywhere that I can get it because I know that I'm going to get that return. Yeah. So if you know and you can trust and you can see that the person's walking the walk, they're going to help you. It's just, you know, nobody needs to reinvent the wheel. We all go out and try and reinvent the wheel. You're going to spend a lot of money, a lot of time, and you will literally be like, just your mind will be blown. You'll be blown because there isn't anybody out there that's going to give you it for nothing. No, right. not anyone. 
Great answer, Debbie. Really, really great answer. So that, that brings me to my next question. What would your advice be to kind of encourage those, you know, you know, really dabbling right now in terms of trying to start a business or trying to invest in themselves to get a coach, to get a mentor or to, to grow their business from where it is now, you know, to where they actually want it to be? What would your advice be to them? Should they go out and take more risk and take more responsibility or you know what would your what no would your- they need to go and find somebody who knows what they they need to go and find somebody who who's done what they do so you know if somebody wanted to have a coach that helped them to do social media i have six years experience in social media why would you go to somebody who's got who's just who i've just taught who's going to teach you how to do it oh it's six years i know every ad there is going on facebook i know all the tricks i know how to stop you from being bad so i would say if you want to grow your, your business on social media come to me but I wouldn't say come to me if you want to grow your property empire, because that's not what I've done. So, you know, go and find the right person for you, talk to them and just take action. You know, the thing is, is that there's something that I call um, imperfect action. So imperfect action is being 90% of the way. Perfection is the biggest form of procrastination that you can get. So okay. if you're going to wait for everything to be right, you know, if you're going to go, I'm going to do this when, uh when there's an x in the day or you know when i've lost 10 stone i'm gonna i'm gonna invest in myself or when this happens or when that happens when's never gonna happen like literally there'll always be reasons why you can't do something for that webinar there was a massive reason why i could have gone i'm not doing the webinar i'm all upset and whatever i just did it because that's what i'd committed to do so there was a reason why i did it i'd committed to people and i got results out of it so from the point of view if somebody who's dabbling like if you're dabbling, then I've stop. This will not sound awful, but either get or get off the pot. You know, it's it's very much like either do it and get on with it, or just stop. Don't dabble. Dabbling is the worst thing that you can possibly do because it's just an expensive hobby. Absolutely agreed. Wow, Debbie, there's been a lot of words of wisdom and knowledge from all this. You know, uh, nuggets you're really, really dropping right now, Debbie. Uh, I'm really, really fired up. Yeah, so there's something I always ask most of our guests when they come on this show, Debbie. Um, what would you what would you classify? All right, what would you classify as an investment, and what would you classify as, as a savings? So an investment would be something that's going to give me a return. So if I'm going to get a return on something, then as far as I'm concerned, that's an investment. Whether you know whether you want to go and put your money in the bank and get a half a percent return and assume that that's like risk free, or whether you want to invest into a training program or you want to invest into into property. You know, if you wanted to get a, a buy to let portfolio or you wanted to flip or a do a up or something like that, you know that you're going to get in property. You know that you're going to get a seven or eight percent return. You yep. just know it's going to happen. It's happened for all time. It's very rare that, you know, unless you've gone in and gone quick, let's get out, or you've over leveraged yourself, you know you're going to get a return. You know that the bank is going to give you a half a percent. Yep. Why would you, you know, there's no comparison realistically. But what I would say to people is if you don't want to do the work, if you don't want to put the graft in that it takes to grow a successful business, then walk away now. Absolutely walk away. Anybody who thinks that, Growing a business is easy, is something that just happens overnight without mm-hmm. you having to literally work your bottom off. around yeah. them, like just walk away. I, mm-hmm. I like if somebody come to me and said, "I I want you to coach me, but I don't really want to do anything." I turn their money away. 
Sure. Because that's a headache. That's a headache. Absolutely. I only Absolutely. work with people who want to get results. So I'm like, Give if you want to get the results, then tell me what result you want to get. I'll tell you if you can do it. And then let's go get those results. I had a new client come today and he was a, he's a Taekwondo instructor and he's amazing. But when you look at his website, there's nothing on there. He's got people, you know, world champions that his coach doesn't say anything. It's nothing. It's, so he's like, Deb, I am the hardest worker you have ever met. Just tell me what I need to do and I will do it for you. You just need to tell me. I just don't know what it is that I want to do. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, that is the most perfect client because yeah. he's prepared to put the graft in to get his business turned around and bring it out of lockdown. I'm happy all day long with a customer like that. Somebody who doesn't want to put the graft in, just go back to your day job. Wow. Book a holiday. Great. I know that sounds harsh. It just <laughs> sounds harsh, but, you know, that's the truth. Of, that's the truth of it. The truth is you've got, you know, when you're when you're trying to create a wealthy life when you're trying to create a setting lifestyle you know it's not i always say it's not it's a journey for the brave it's not it's not a journey for the faint-hearted you've got to be brave to take this bold decision you can't be a dabbler you've got to be serious you've got to want it bad enough you know to to actually say you know i want to create wealth rich is easy anyone can be rich but wealth is hard to create so mm-hmm. you have to you have to have a, a very solid mindset in order for you to you know, leave this sort of, you know, survivor mindset into thriving mindset, you know, so it's, it's very, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's good. And there's opportunities. There's always opportunities. And I think if you're not of the right mindset, those opportunities just go past you. Yeah. You literally just, you just don't see them. You're not open or you're busy going, Oh, I wonder if that would be good. And it's gone. Someone else has either taken the opportunity yeah. or the world has changed. Absolutely. You know, the world, the world, world, the world changes and you're six months down the line go, right. I got all my ducks in a row now. I'm going to go and do this. And actually, nobody really wants that anymore. Yeah. Do you, you know, so then you've got to start again. True. Find something else. And then again and again and again and again. And then you're, everybody's like, oh, it doesn't work. It's not that it doesn't work. It's that you just didn't, you just didn't take the opportunity. Great. So uh, my, my final question to you, Debbie, what would be your three tops of advice for anyone looking to create more money? whether for you know whether to live the life of their dream or whether to create more money what would your three uh, top tip advice be arm yourself with knowledge so arm yourself with the knowledge that you need to have to succeed in the business that you want to do invest in your self-development learn how somebody has done it don't make your hard way be the hard way take someone else's hard way to be your easy way then once you found that person do what they tell you to do yeah you know, so many people get a coach and they go, oh, yeah, that kind of worked for you. But for me, this is going to happen. It's like, no, 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 it's not. Just do what you're told to do. And then the other is take the imperfect action. Just actually do something. I think that's my three is like, you know, get the knowledge, find somebody that you that you trust to work with, do what they tell you to do and actually do it. Don't just talk about it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Great answer, Debbie. Couldn't agree anything less than that. Amazing, Debbie. So, Debbie, um, what is the most three things that you help people to do? So the three things I help people to do is to find out who their dream client is. So that's the first thing that we look at is who is the dream client that you want to work with and that you love working with. Then from there, once we found out who that is. So, for example, I've got a, a health and fitness coach who wants to deal with women who have dieted a million times and it's never happen and she can't just talk to all women because that's not really going to help so yeah. she her her person is you know they're 25 to 35 they work so the difference is i say to you right i'm going to talk to women about diets 
is a little bit vague. If I say to her, I'm going to talk to her, she's called her Catrin actually. So I'm going to talk to Catrin. She's between 25 and 35. She's single. She has a gym. She has a busy life. She eats on the run. She's tired all the time. She doesn't sleep very well because she eats on the run. She gets home from work. She wants a glass of wine. She puts something into the microwave because she's exhausted because she couldn't be bothered. Then she doesn't sleep very well at night because she's eating rubbish food all day. Then she's tired again the next day and then she's overwhelmed, thinks she's going to start a diet, goes into the services and she's overwhelmed. Is it easier for me to have a conversation with her than all women? So that's the first thing that I redo is we literally drill down who is the person that you're wanting to sell your product or your service to. Literally, what do they look like? What are their actions? And then we go and target that person. Then we craft a message of how, what conversation you're going to do. So the pain points for her is, you know, she's tired all the time. She's not healthy. She's tried a million diets because you're not planning and stuff like that. So, so we look at that and then we put a strategy together of how we're actually going to get that message out to, um, to your target audience. So whether it's through social media, whether it's through um, videos, I prefer videos. So it's, it's, it's really um, like my program is a three month program where I take people from where they are now and where they want to be. So we straight away on the first session go, OK, who do we want to talk to? What is it that we want to say to them? How many people do we want to talk to? Let's put a strategy in place for that and then work with that over three months. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic, Debbie. What a great strategy. So we're coming to the top of the hour now, Debbie. So on a nutshell, how can people reach you? So obviously you, you, you provide an amazing service and you've dropped really some serious nuggets around money, around mindset, around the mindset to creating wealth, which is something I'm very passionate about. Mm. You know, um, to be honest, it does feel like, you know what, I'm going to definitely, definitely bring you back so we can really drill down a little bit more. You know, I'm just super fired up because all the nuggets that you've dropped today, like just kind of resonate with me, you know, and I'm going to be using some of them myself as well. Oh, so, <laughs> so how can people reach, how can people reach out to you for people who are looking to build confidence, uh, you know, and having a, a social media yeah, I'm, I'm more on Facebook. So just find me on my name, Debbie Bryan. I use my personal page. One of my things as well, I use my personal page for business because I'm very proud of what I do. So I'm happy for everybody to know about it. Um, I, my email is debbiebryancoach at gmail.com. Or I also have a link where they can book a call with me, which I'll drop into the comments in a minute. And you can book a free 20 minute coaching call. Um, and then we can have a look at what your, what your plans are, what your targets are, and whether I can help you or not, whether we're a good fit or not. Just before we go, something you said that just kind of, uh, that just kind of, you know, gave me a light bulb moment there. You said you use your personal business, you use your personal Facebook page to promote your business. And when I speak to a lot of ladies all the time, they say, oh, I don't want people in my business. I don't want people to know what I do. They keep that private. They keep their business quite private from their personal self. So how can people actually break out that shell? was a point where I didn't really know, um, didn't want to use my personal page, but Every time someone knew me, they knew me as Debbie Bryan. They didn't know me as Debbie Bryan coach. They didn't know me as, you know, I've got a page with 26,000 people on it. No people came to find me there. I'd always get friend requests on my own page. So in the end, I was like, do you know what? I'm losing business. I'm losing money by being all shy about what I do. I, I don't know who of my friends and family might have been know somebody and recommended me to somebody. So when I started using my personal page, my friends were like, oh, that's what you do for a start. They had no idea. I was like the channeler of our, of our group, really, when no one quite knew what they was doing. And they were like, oh, that's what you do. I didn't realize that you trained people. I didn't realize that you did this. 
I get comments saying you're doing really well. Everybody was lovely. And anybody who's not interested in what I'm doing, they could just scroll past. You know, it's a busy world on Facebook. One thing I will tell anybody that goes on Facebook is that organically, and organically means not paid for, any post that you put on Facebook on your personal page, only 30% of the people are going to see it. So 70% don't even know what you're doing still, even if you put it on there. On your business page, they only show 3% of your people. And if you've got 100 people on your page, you're talking to three people. You've got a thousand people. You're talking to, to, to 30 people. If you've got 300 people on your page, you're talking to 90 people because it's a bigger, it's a bigger turnover. It's more people do. And yeah. then I have a group. So I have a Facebook group. So I put the stuff on my page. But I have a Facebook group. And anyone wants is interested, I just invite them to come over to the group, which is where I actually would be a little bit more salesy. We do free live training every Monday at 6.30. Guys, I'll drop in the group if you want to look. Um, but every Monday at 6.30, we do a free live training that's on sales or on social media. So anybody who's actually interested in doing what I'm doing, they can come over to the group. It's a little bit more salesy. It's a little bit more targeted. But I'm never going to be ashamed of what I'm doing. You know, I'm supporting my family. I am paying my mortgage. I'm looking after stuff. And if anybody has any objection to me doing that, and if any woman out there is not proud of what they're doing to support themselves and their family, then I say that's a different mindset problem. That's actually a different problem. You know, you, you should be telling everybody what you do. I've, I've had business from my personal page. I've probably had about... 25 grand's worth of business from my personal page. Wow. Does anybody not want to put their personal page and they want to lose 25 grand? Because I don't. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, and some people will say to me, oh, I'm only doing property investing. Why do I need to let people know what I do? I said, because you would always run out of money as a business owner. So you want to put, you want to tell everyone you do what you do. You want to tell, you want to shout about what you do because. Yeah. Make some noise. You know, that's my my tag is make some noise. Yeah, absolutely. And then people are going to invest in you. You know, people are going to say, oh, wow, maybe I've got 10K. Do you need it? You know, and people start asking you, I've got 20K. Do you need it? What what can the return investment be? Just tell everyone what you do. It's very, very important. This is where pretty nosy nation, you know, like if you want to go and switch on the TV, people are interested in real people. Yeah. You know, that's why Instagram's so popular. So like you say, if somebody's sitting there and they've got some savings and they don't really know what to do with them and they see that there's a a good investment and they've got to get a return and they've seen you, you know, they've seen you at the houses, they've seen your track record, then they're more likely to come and talk to you. No one's going to search for the name of your business. Yeah. You know, they're not going to search for the name of your business. They're going to search for Dan Moses. Absolutely. You're right. If I've done Moses, there's just kittens and cats and, you know, glasses of wine and fireside stuff. They're going to go, oh, that's done Moses. Wow. Definitely, Debbie. I'm going to be bringing you back with this the conversation. One hour is not even enough to have a massive <laughs> conversation. So, you know, just before we go, any, any just one word of advice you want to give to the audience? Action. Just take action. Just stop doubling and take action. There is a saying, and it comes from Oprah. I know she's not too popular at the moment, and I'm not sure. I heard it from her. I don't know if it's actually her saying, but I've heard it in one of her books. And like, if there's something that you're thinking about and you think, oh, when's the best time? I want to say to you, if it's not now, then when is the best time? I agree. It's been an amazing pleasure to have you here, Debbie. Thank you so Thank much you. for your time and looking forward to see you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.